Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Batbanter. It is season 2, it's episode 46. Uh, very excited and we're ready to rock and roll. And if you haven't already, because uh, just in case you didn't know, this is the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap where we check in with all of our WA Domestic Sporting teams. And very excited to be touching base with West Coast and Fremantle Dockers women's teams as they began the first round of their season just over the weekend. But if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform be it apple Podcasts or spotify you can like us on facebook and you can follow us on instagram so speaking of and without further ado let's get straight into it we're going to start off with a team that's been right up there for the last two or three seasons and that is the Fremantle dockers look take it to the ground what a tackle from two harkarena on her debut will she create a goal antonio's got some wheels she'll take them on banana along the ground oh. So just before we get into the game at hand, uh, just a quick little stat that uh, Fremantle actually became the first team to average more than 70 tackles across an entire season. Uh, They actually had 71.2 and they won the tackle count in every game that they played. So terrific season that they had last year and unfortunately just didn't end well. Uh, And Unfortunately, as well, uh, they have not started the way that they would have liked, albeit playing Brisbane at the Gabba is no easy task, no mean feat at all. But uh, it just was a game that did not play out anything like they would have liked it to. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, At quarter time, it was actually dead even. And then at halftime, they were only down by, by 19 points, actually. But from then, it was a bit of a procession. They actually conceded seven goals, seven uh, from Brisbane to only three goals, one. And they lost 11-10-76 to 4-3-27. Uh, this is sort of ha- how the game unfolded and sort of where, where they really lost the game. Uh, disposals, they were killed. Uh, they they had 75 less disposals. And inside 50s, uh, they had 28 less inside 50s. So that only actually generated 17 inside 50s themselves. Uh, and they lost the contested possessions by 31. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, some pretty damning and pretty key stats. The main one being the inside 50s. Losing that by 28, you're never going to be in many games, unfortunately. Uh, hitouts, they actually were quite even. So, uh, 25 hitouts apiece. If we're talking about players that, you know, managed to hold their own, uh, and unfortunately there weren't very many of them, uh, but Kiara Bowers, as normal, uh, as normal, she had 17 disposals, uh, five tackles, and seven clearances. And Captain Haley Miller, she had 15 disposals. Uh, she got a goal, and she had four clearances too. Um, but yeah, there wasn't too much to sort of uh, be really excited about. I will say that Emma Strom, Emma Strom uh, pretty much held her own uh, in the ruck. She had 17 hitouts uh, to go with six disposals. Probably needed to be a little bit more influential around the ground. So yes, not the best start uh, for the Dockers, but as I said, uh, obviously th- th- they weren't playing an expansion team. They were playing a seasoned, hardened team. Uh, that's won the Premiership uh, and at the Gabba in their home uh, in their home sort of area and their home field. So uh, we can only hope that they're able to sort of look forward uh, bounce back, and that that's really all they can do. Uh, and speaking of bouncing back, uh, their next game, it's going to be at home, uh, which is obviously great news for them, and they're going to be playing Geelong. Uh, so that's 11.40 on Saturday, 3rd of September, uh, 11.40 Western Standard Time at Fremantle Community Bank Oval. So Fremantle supporters, get down there. Uh, make sure you support your team. 
and hopefully your team can bounce back after you know what was a very very difficult start to the season but uh that's it for the dockers and we're going to now move on to the west coast eagles so one thing you got to do you be on the move as a forward hooker throws it on the boot over the head of Van Dyke, she's under the pump now. Schmidt with a snap. Schmidt's all close. All right, so just uh, on onto the Eagles. So quickly again before we get to their game, uh, one to watch was or is returning player Kate Bartlett because after being delisted in 2020, she actually won a premiership with Peel Thunder that year. In 2021, she was the Waffle W's leading goal kicker with 38 goals. Uh, and this season, she actually booted 39 goals in 12 games with a haul of eight versus newcomers West Perth. So uh, very, very excited to see Kate Barlett on the field. And uh, hopefully she can have a big impact big impact on their forward line because Lord knows that was one of their big struggles last year, just not being able to kick goals. Now, it was a big makeover for the West Coast list as well where they actually turned over 14 players from last season. And it must have been a difference because, tell you what, they got a W first up. They got a win in a come-from-behind victory, 6-4-40 to 4-4-28 over newcomers Port Adelaide. Now, the Port outfit actually looked in control because they were up by just under two goals heading into the last term before West Coast piled on four goals in the final term to overrun the power. The key stat was a 50% up against 33% for Port inside 50 efficiency for West Coast. Uh, the clearance battle was really tight. That was 24 to 23, and the contested possessions were 101 to 102. So that certainly, <coughs> you know, shows that it was a really really tight game and just came down to kicking efficiency and inside 50 efficiency. Uh, room for improvement it was is certainly in the tackle count. Uh, they lost that by 36. So they definitely need to going to bring that. Bring that up a lot more uh, when they play um, tougher teams. It was only their second win in the past 13 matches, but will provide a bit of hope. And this is a sign that we do hope of positive change for the club, albeit it has to be put into perspective that it was against a first-year expansion side. Aaron Phillips, I know Aaron Phillips. Captain Emma Swanson was again terrific. She had 21 disposals, 13 of them being contested, 7 clearances, but best on ground had to be Aisling McCarthy. Uh, she had 18 disposals, one goal, six clearances, and eight tackles. Another another really impressive part um, of the win was actually a good spread of six different goal kickers in a very balanced performance. The win did, however, come at a cost, unfortunately, with Kelly Gibson suffering what appears to be a serious knee injury in the first quarter. So great start for West Coast. Good to get the monkey off the bat, get that win out early. Uh, however, you know, it's not going to get any easier. Um, they're off to Metricon Stadium on Sunday, September 4 at 3.10pm Western Standard Time. And they're playing the Gold Coast Suns. So pretty similar in regards to another expansion team from two years ago. Um, so that, that will be a really good barometer for them to see how far they've come, how far they've progressed. And, uh, and we'll sort of see how we go from there. But uh, just quickly and lastly, uh, so that's it for West Coast. And what we're going to do now is going to move on to the Perth Glory. Yes, it's all things purple and all things glory. Uh, unfortunately, they've actually missed out on the opportunity opportunity to snare Italian Serie B target Marco Mancuso with the deal almost being done and dusted before his home club, Cagliari, offering him an 11th hour contract with the Lura family for his daughter 
and himself. It was un- it was just too much to refuse. But watch this space, though, on controversial former Celtic and Scotland striker Lee Griffiths, who is a free agent and is currently playing his trade in the State League for Division 1 club at Mantra City. So watch this space and see what happens there. Um, the Perth Glory, they do have another upcoming scratch match, this time up against Inglewood United Football Club, uh, Thursday at 7pm. And on the signing side of things, they have signed experience forward David Williams to a one-year deal. Uh, he's actually spent the last three years playing in the Indian Super League, uh, winning the league title with ATK and scoring 17 goals from 55 appearances. And prior to that, he played in the A-League for 179 games, ending 40 goals, most recently with the Wellington Phoenix. So that's all the good news. Well, a lot of good news, of course. You know, m- missing out uh, on Marco Mancuso was a bit of a loss, a bit of a shame. Uh, but, you know, signing David Williams is another positive. But unfortunately, we have to go to some bad news. So Perth Glory's fixture crisis has deepened, with the A-League club now facing five months on the road, 19 consecutive away games and just four games at home next season. They have been locked out of HBF Park until March, which we knew and we reported on, and they're desperately looking for a new home for nine matches. Furious Glory owner Tony Sage were stormed. For no, fault, for no fault of our own, we have been effed over. We've been thrown to the wolves. That's a direct quote from him. And of course, this article I'm actually reading from the West Australian. So thank you very much, the West Australian. Um, the fixture debacle stems from more delays in the $35 million restoration to HBF Park for next year's Women's World Cup, which again, we reported on and we knew that they were playing a lot of their home games uh, down at Joondalup. So, and speaking of, they were assigned to being ousted for their first four home games in October, November and December. And they were told this week they had lost three home fixtures in January and on Friday discovered they will lose two more in February. Venues West confirmed the shambles. Perth Glory have been advised that an additional five home games will need to be relocated and they're working with the club to determine suitable solutions. So again, a little bit of watch this space. There's not much more we can do um, just to sort of keep you posted, keep you in the loop and keep you notified. But not good news, but hopefully something good can come out of it. But uh, yes, sad news for Perth Glory fans. Not going to be able to see their team much or very often this season. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, the Perth Scorchers. Poor delivery from Benny Lockmarsh. Does he attack him? Does he Get Mitch Marsh to hit to the bigger boundaries out square, but wow, that is massive. So Scorchers fans, great news, lots and lots of positives. So let's firstly start off with, officially, they have officially signed up and locked away Test All-Rounder and up-and-comer Cam Green to the Scorchers for the upcoming season. He'll be available to play games in the back end of the season due to the cancelling of the South South African ODI series, Uh, and as will many other Australian Test players. But last night, uh, it was inaugural uh, inaugural for the BBL because what they had is the first ever BBL draft uh, where teams could uh, draft their players from overseas. So the overseas players had to nominate by a certain period of time and they were sort of put into different categories uh, with I think between 9 and 11 players being nominated by and put into the platinum category by Cricket Australia where they could earn up to $340,000 and then there was a gold a silver and a bronze uh, sort of stage after that, where they, um, again the players were sort of split up into into all those other areas. Uh, so each club they could pick three players, 
and there were four rounds. So you had to have a pass in one of the rounds. So I watched it from 4.30 to 6.30, the full two hours, on and off, doing a little bit of uh, schoolwork and preparation in between that. But the uh, sum up of it was uh, their first pick. Uh, they actually used to retain. They actually used their retention pick. So the retention pick is if there was a player that played for your club uh, the previous season, uh, you were able to retain them if another club bid for them. You only had 30 seconds, however, to retain them, and then they became a free agent, I guess you'd probably call it, and the club that did initially ask for them, they would have them. Uh, so the Sydney Sixers actually uh, tried to pick up Laurie Evans, but uh, the Perth Scorchers retained the, him straight away. So that was their first pick. They actually passed in the platinum round. They didn't pick up a player at all um, in that big money stakes, but I guess that's not really what the Perth Scorchers are about. They're not a high money, um, you know, top quality profile kind of, you know, bring, bring these kinds of players in. But I think the other reason was a lot of these high-profile players in the Faf Duplessis, the Kyron Pollard, and the Andre Russell, uh, they had small availability. And that was the key word that was said so many times uh, across those two hours by all the representatives from all those teams. They want players who can play for majority or all of the tournament. Their second pick um, was to replace... Uh, <laughs> Patterson, I can't remember his first name, it, it, it has escaped me. There it is, Curtis Patterson. Uh, he has actually signed with the Sydney Sixers, coincidentally enough. Um, so they actually picked up Phil Salt, who's an opening and top-order batsman. So he's a d direct and like-for-like -like replacement. Unfortunately, they chose not to use their attention pick on Colin Munro, uh, and he has now ended up in the Brisbane Heat. And lastly, they went for another player who they know quite well and obviously fit in extremely well, and I'm a big fan of, and I'm glad they re-signed him. In fact, I called it just before um, Adavogas did, and they're bringing back left arm quick and Dynamo, and was terrific for us last season in the games that he did play, and I guess he must be available for the whole season this time, which is why he's probably, uh, he was selected, and that's Tymel Mills. So Tymel Mills will be, uh, and was their third selection, was their bronze selection. So uh, all of those players, they'll be on our socials just to keep you in the loop, but Laurie Evans, Phil Salt, a new addition, and the returning Tymel Mills as well. So great news as far as I'm concerned as a Scorchers fan. I think they nailed the draft. In 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 saying that though, I think a lot of the a lot of the clubs did nail them as well. I quite liked it. I think it was good. Added a bit of intrigue. The big names didn't get picked up, and I think that's all right. Um, and there are a couple of unknowns that I, I have no idea about, but they're going to get exposed in the BBL, and that could that can only be a good thing if they're stars. Only a good thing for the BBL. So I think it's a good start. And uh, I'm sure it'll tweak and change and modify over the time, but I liked it. So that's it for the Scorchers, and we're now going to head to the West Coast Fever. Passes Ariang with the interception. That's a massive play from the Diamonds goal defence. And if they can drain this, well, that's going to be the exclamation point, isn't it? Well, that's why she's in the side. Firstly, Ariang with the interception. And then it was all finished off by Sasha Glasgow. Yes, I know. West Coast Fever, are you serious? We're, we're done. We won the Premiership. What more do you want to talk about? Well, there's actually, and the West Coast Fever are going to begin their quest for the Australian Netball Championship glory. As the reserve side begins the competition with a challenge against the Swifts Academy on Tuesday. So tomorrow, uh, they have a very deep team of talent. Uh, with big surprise, and three years on from her retirement in 2019, 
Nat Medhurst returning. Uh, she's going to be playing alongside premiership players from the 2022 team in Zoe Kranzberg, Rudy Ellis, and Emma Kosh. And lastly, being joined by former FIBA defender Shannon Eaglin. Shannon Eaglin, who did suit up for the club this year as a backup player. Um, I did say lastly, but uh, just another lastly, another returning FIBA player will be Ingrid Moss or Ingrid Collier. Um, as as many of you uh, probably know her a bit more better for, for that name before she got married. but uh, And she will play for the first time since rupturing her ACL in 2020. So that's it for the West Coast Fever. Um, but yeah, they're going to be starting and will be joining in and participating strongly in the Australian Netball Championship. And they'll be looking for more Premiership glory and with a very, very stacked team. So see how that all unfolds and we'll touch base with them once we get some results as they start to fold in. But good luck tomorrow, West Coast Fever. Okay, that's it. We're done. We're dusted. We're out for now. That was Season 2 in Episode 46, the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. If you haven't already, do not forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to check our socials, uh, of course, with uh, all of the main photos uh, and you know bits of news that accompany uh, the recordings as well. But uh, thank you, as always, listeners. It's been an absolute privilege, and whether it's in the morning the afternoon or the evening thank you so much for listening and we'll be checking in with all of our WA teams on the best sporting scene but from here from this great man here well great he's the term from this man this okay guy Adam Bat I'm out for now